Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Lucy, how do you feel about packing away baby clothes as they grew out of them? Oh, it's lovely, isn't it, that you can see them growing and developing. But there's all that little twinge, isn't there, that you know how magical this newborn stage is and that sometimes you're not quite ready for it to pass. I definitely felt like that. Yeah, alternatively, you might be thinking, woohoo, every day is a step closer to sleeping through the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay, this week we're talking baby books, the fear of checking things out down below and sibling rivalry. Oh, lots to cover, so let's crack on. What's happening for baby? Like a mini Picasso, your baby might be developing an eye for design. Yes, he's seeing the world in more detail than ever before and may be drawn to more complex designs, colours and shapes. He'll probably quickly forget new objects, but he'll be familiar with everything about you. Your voice, your scent and all of those things will be really comforting for him. Yeah, you really are his absolute favourite thing in the world. Oh, I've got to admit, that feels pretty good, doesn't it, at this stage? Yeah. Getting out of the house is, shall we say, a challenge. But it's great for your baby to get all of that stimulation, the noises, the sights and smells. And it doesn't have to be anything mega complicated either, does it, Claire? So things like a walk to the park or the shops, they're all still stimulation for your baby. Yeah, I found it a lifesaver. I mean, I know getting out is hard, but it was a real lift for me sometimes just to get out. Literally, I'd go anywhere. (laughs) It didn't really matter. I just need that target of getting out and about. And you might have found a few groups locally too, or perhaps be meeting up with people from your antenatal class. That really helped me, I remember, because you've already got that link and you're at a similar stage. So there's so much you can get from meeting up with other new parents. Yeah, and I mean, also going along to a group where you don't know anyone, that can be hard. So meeting with parents you've already got a little bit of a bond with just makes it much easier, doesn't it? Oh, so much easier. What's happening for you? So what's happening for all those new mummers out there this week, Claire? Hmm, well, as well as your new little baby blue eyes, there might be a little green-eyed monster hanging around, feeling <laughs> slightly out of place. Ah, you've got a feel for the siblings. Oh. Big brothers and sisters have been used to things being a certain way. Maybe they've been the only one until now, the centre of your world, and then all of a sudden, all the attention's on the new baby. Yeah, if you have older children, they might have been really excited about having a new baby, but the reality means that the novelty can wear off pretty quickly. I really feel for older siblings. Someone once described it to me as it being like your partner coming home and saying that they still love you, but they've brought home another partner and they'd really (laughs) like it if you could love them and get along too. I've never heard that, but I suppose it is a bit like that. Yeah. It's no wonder older children may feel jealous and start showing you their feelings through their behaviour. Get ready for some acting up. I know my daughter was fine for the first six weeks when my son arrived and then she started being a little bit of a pickle at times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Although I have to say many siblings do take it in their stride and adore their new brother or sister straight from the start yes and that's fab when that happens but you might be told to take the baby back or your (laughs) older child might be particularly demanding when you're trying to focus on the baby such as when you're feeding which can be pretty awkward yeah i remember it's also really normal for older siblings to regress a bit and start behaving in a little bit of a babyish way Mm. things like potty training can slip back a step when a baby comes along if you can then just be patient with time and reassurance your older one will be back on track soon 
There were some great tips on Baby Centre, Claire, for helping your older child to adjust and to help siblings to bond. Yeah, that's true. Some of these are really cute, actually. Things like encouraging your older child to be the one to comfort the baby. So giving the baby a kiss when he's crying or getting the older one to read or explain things to the baby. That's a nice way of including them. Also, you can try getting them involved in making decisions. So saying like, oh, what should we put the baby in today? What would you think they should wear? And Sometimes older children ask who you love the most. And I think it's tempting to say, I love you both the same, isn't it? Yes, but I think what they're really asking is for you to say what you love about them. And the advice is also to just avoid anything that compares the two. So as they get older, it's best not to say, if only your manners were as good as your brother's and that sort of thing. Oh, I so need this information. It's really useful. Yeah, 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 me too. And if you can, then it's great to build in one-to-one time with your older child, both with you and with your partner, obviously. It can be a bit of a tag team situation. And if you're doing this alone, then it might be one of those times when you kind of need to call in friends and family so that they can help you. But yeah, that time with your older child where you're focused on just them can be really reassuring for them. Yeah. Too much to ask. Okay, ever the intrepid explorers, Claire. This week, our too embarrassed to ask question is, what on earth is going on down there? Oh, fanny, undercarriage, call it what you will. My goodness, it's taken a battering. (laughs) Hopefully you're on the mend, but you may well still be bleeding. So let's talk about that. Yeah, bleeding normally stops after around six weeks. You probably noticed it's lessened a lot and the blood is more brown. That's a sign that your womb is healing and getting back to its pre-pregnancy size. Yay! If you do notice that it gets heavier or changes colour, then you might be pushing yourself too much. And you shouldn't use tampons, should you? No. Until at least you've had your postnatal check. That's right. Or vaginal cups like moon cups. Both can increase your risk of an infection. Oh, yes. And if you get bleeding that's much heavier all of a sudden, then get medical advice quickly. Secondary postpartum hemorrhage can happen up to 12 weeks after birth and it's usually down to an infection. Okay, so this is obviously worst case stuff, but call an ambulance if the bleeding suddenly becomes very heavy, is persistently fresher with brighter red, heavier blood. Yeah, and if you get blood clots or you feel a bit dizzy or your heart starts to race, I think those are the things, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. This week, it's more about starting to feel as though your body's your own again. Some women feel really uneasy about having a look at what's going on. Yeah, there's always the getting the mirror out and having a look approach. Yeah, if you've never done it, it can feel a bit weird, but it's actually a really good idea to have a check. I suppose it's a very personal thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, so do it on your own. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, finally, let's talk about sex, baby. Right, I'm going to fess up. We all know there's no such thing as normal, but we do have some stats. Come on, admit it. We all love finding out how much other people are really having sex. Oh, absolutely. What have you dug up? Well, apparently about half of couples start having sex within eight weeks of the birth. By 12 weeks, about three quarters of couples have had sex and nearly all couples have tried sex again within a year of the birth. Lucy, do you care to comment on this? What, are you asking me how quickly we got it on? Definitely not telling you that. But those stats do sound about right. Okay, but it's fair to say that there are so many things that will affect how you feel about getting back in the saddle. The sort of birth you had, how you're feeling emotionally, how your baby's sleeping, body image. I honestly think I could probably list about 100 things that might affect how you feel about having sex again. Yeah, me too. And parents on the Baby Centre community boards vary. There are those chomping at the bit after a couple of weeks and those who 17 months later are just about ready to dip their toe in the water so to speak yeah so at five weeks it's fair to say that some will most won't what do you expect this week you may have had some books bought as presents when your baby was born yeah i have to admit i thought blimey that's a bit ambitious but actually it was lovely to read to them from when they were just very tiny to tell us more about reading to your baby and other ways in which you can play here's our baby center editor joanne 
I think the most important benefit of reading to your baby is the bond that it helps to create between the two of you, not this idea that you're somehow creating a baby Einstein. And when you cuddle up together and you read a story, your baby won't understand the words, of course, but she'll love the sound and the rhythm of your voice and the closeness of that experience with you. And of course, that benefits you too. Having said all that, there is research to suggest that reading regularly to your baby from an early age can have a really positive impact. It can help to develop her vocabulary and her listening skills in later life, and it can help to build her understanding of the world as well. It doesn't really matter what you read in these early weeks and months, but as your baby's eyesight develops, look for books that have bright colours and sharp contrasts if you can, and books that are made of fabric or have flaps or different textures work really well too, and your baby will get lots of use out of them throughout her first year never too early to start playing with your baby. In fact, on Baby Centre, we have games to play with your baby from the very first week. So if you're looking for ideas, that's a great place to start. And babies learn so much through play. It's how they explore the world around them. It helps them develop their senses, their motor skills and how they communicate with you as well. You don't need to go crazy in a toy shop at this early stage. I mean, much of the playing you can do with your newborn doesn't need any props at all. So you could play peekaboo, you can pull lots of silly faces, you can make lots of silly signs, or you can give your baby tickles. I mean, pretty much anything that holds your baby's attention is really fine at this early stage. But if you would like some toys, and let's face it, who doesn't love baby toys, that can help to stimulate your baby and help her develop all those physical and cognitive skills we've been talking about, then you'll be spoilt for choice. There are just so many options out there. Well, for example, uh, babies love colourful toys with really high contrast colours, perhaps in black and white. These can help your baby pick out colours and patterns much more easily in the early weeks while her eyesight is still developing. Toys that make noises like rattles or squeaky toys, they're also always a winner and they'll help your baby experiment with making her own sounds and they help her understand cause and effect as well. So, you know, for example, when she squeezes this, that happens or when she shakes that, this happens. So those things sound so small but actually they're a really important part of how your baby learns and develops thanks joanne any book recommendations lucy i love rabbit snap by julia donaldson although i love anything by her my kids really like that one because it's got lots of little flaps and they could start using their little fingers oh sweet i also liked each peach pear plum and i think that was because i had it as a child and it just felt really nostalgic yeah i love those ones where you're like ah, oh, i had this as yeah. a kid like the tiger who came to tea and ones like that i mean i guess i love anything by emily gravitt particularly her book tidy that's really worth oh okay out. i don't know that one oh, cool. look it up okay that wraps things up for another week as always please remember that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns We hope you stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time for week six with your baby. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy, or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now, or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.